Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. A warmer believe Welcome to Love Me Las Vegas for Coast to Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Hoops Spears, and now part of the Visa Family Podcast. Got a great podcast for you guys. We're going to go guest-free on this podcast today as here in segment number one, I'm just going to be Going through something that I always think is so critical with the upcoming college basketball season. We're now 33 days and counting away from things getting kicked off on Monday, November 7th. And it is something that I think is always so important because November 7th, well, that is non-conference play. That is very early in the season. And this is something I talked about on the Greg Peterson experience as well on VSIM, which... If you haven't found out, that is now five days a week, so very glad to be helping you guys out there. For those of you guys that like a little bit more football in your lives, that's a little bit more of a do-it-all sort of show, taking a look at some college football, some NFL, baseball, once we get closer to the season, college basketball, obviously, as well. So we're going to be touching upon a little bit of everything there, as this is a little bit more of a college basketball specialty show. But with that said, something that I've been talking about on that show is taking a look at the way that teams develop over the course of the season. I've done this with regards to the NFL. You do this in baseball, the way that teams gel, and just being able to adjust to a team as a season goes along, what teams might be very hot at the beginning of the year and a little bit colder a little bit later and vice versa might start slow and you might want to adjust your power ranking on them towards back half of the season. I'll be explaining that in segment number one and then in segment number two we saw some news and notes of college basketball including an unfortunate injury for a team that I've taken a liking to in the ACC so we're going to be hitting upon that and if you ever do have a question comment segment idea what have you for this podcast you do have one of two ways to be able those in. First one is by Twitter timeline at unit underscore 81. Keep in mind letters ZM, they mean does not matter. As per usual, please do send these into the timeline and the other way that is via an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. And then from there, you're able to fire and whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five star review. But something that I've been talking about quite a bit in terms of my conference reviews, which by the way, we've got six more of those to go. The American is going to be coming up next. I'll be doing that one within the next few days. So be on the lookout for that. But it is gauging some of these teams towards the beginning of the season versus the end of the season because you'll notice in some of my projected order of finishes, I'll place a team at like number three, number four, thinking that they get off to a little bit more of a rocky start towards 
the beginning of conference play and then I'll say maybe they have a better chance of winning the conference tournament rather than the regular season and that is because a lot of these teams with new personnel it does take a little bit of time to gel and it really isn't exclusive to college basketball this is probably one of the podcasts that I do throughout the course of a year in which you can probably replay this for your NFL handicapping for your NBA handicapping list goes on and on because I don't care what sport you are evaluating I don't care if you're evaluating like your son or daughter's 12-year-old AAU basketball team, or if you're evaluating even the U.S. Olympic team. You may recall when they won gold in Tokyo in 2021 for the Olympics, they lost games to teams like Nigeria out here in lovely Las Vegas. It took them a little bit of time to get their sea legs under them. We've seen it time and time again with the Brooklyn Nets because they've never been able to get out there on the floor. At the same time, those guys have never been able to mesh, and thus they have been a big, fat disappointment, even though it's probably one of the better coming-togethers that we've seen this millennium in all of basketball. College, pro, and we'll go down the list. They've just been a big, giant flop because they have no chemistry, and chemistry does matter when it comes to college basketball. Obviously, coaching has quite a bit to play with it as well, and we do have 58 new coaching hires for this college basketball season as well. Not all of them are built equally, and sometimes you're going to have some coaches that they turn out to be a little bit overrated, and you've got some coaches that they turn out to be underrated. We saw this with Texas Tech last season. I think we found out that Mark Adams had maybe a little bit more to play with Texas Tech than we were expecting because Chris Beard had a little bit of a rough go with Texas. I think a lot of that was due to the decision to bring in Marcus Carr because I felt like, honestly, bringing in Marcus Carr was the worst thing that Texas did during the offseason. Without him, I feel like they would have been better than with him because he's so ball-dominant on a team in which you really don't play up-tempo, a team that it's really a whole is greater than the sum of its parts sort of approach. And with Texas Tech, they didn't necessarily have that one guy that was able to go scorch earth or anything like that, but everyone was able to play their role. They play tough, tenacious defense, and thus they were able to get the job done. But I do think that it is important to take a look at some of these teams that Time over time, they are going to be able to get better and worse. And sometimes you've got a little bit of a glass ceiling with these teams as well. We all remember at the end of the 2020 season going into the Big Ten tournament, Wisconsin was a team that was very hot. They were supposed to be the one seed in that Big Ten tournament. How they would have done in that NCAA tournament, the world may never know. And they're an example of sometimes it just turns out to be not so great in general because I still remember going into the 2020-21 season, I was thinking, you know what, Wisconsin, they're probably going to start out very strong, and then they're going to flail down the stretch. They just turned out to flail in general, but I think that they're a prime example of a team that you can take a look at them and be like, yep, they've got a lot of returning talent, but is that talent going to be better than, say, a Kentucky towards the towards the end of the season, which they clearly have superior athletes, but they just need to work to be able to get things together. And there are going to be certain matchups that you take a look at them in like November and you'd have a different outlook on them in say February or March. Prime example of this for this season is Duke. Duke is a bunch I think is going to struggle a little bit towards the beginning part of the season. You've got a coach in year number one in John Shire. You've got a bunch of five-star guys, but Guys that really haven't played a lot of college basketball. And they're headlined by Jacob Roach. And 
Roach had a really nice NCAA tournament last season. If he's able to expand upon what he did during the NCAA tournament, I think that Duke is going to be in fine shape, but Dariq Whitehead being out with an injury right now during the offseason, that affects the chemistry a little bit. Having guys like Kyle Filipowski and company that are just physical freaks, I mean, that is absolutely terrific, but once again, these are guys that have played as many minutes as Greg Peterson at the college level, bringing in someone like a Jacob Granderson, even Kale Catchings, who's not going to see a lot of minutes coming in for Barber, but still someone that has played college basketball for quite a few years. He has seen it all when it comes to just the court in general, so I do think that that is something that is going to be able to help out some of these young guys, but if you were to have, say, Duke versus Virginia at the beginning of the season, because Virginia brings in some like a Ben Vanderplas, but by and large, most of the pieces that they had last season, they're going to be back for this season. If you have them hooking up say, in the middle of November, I would probably like Virginia's chances of winning that game a little bit more than if they take on each other in, say, late February, early March. I'm probably going to be giving a little bit more of an advantage to Duke because Duke, they've got the uh, superior talent. They've got the superior athletes. I think that you still give a coaching advantage regardless of Tony Bennett, and that is not a knock on our good friend John Shire by any stretch of the imagination, but John Shire has coached as many games as a head coach for Duke as myself. Meanwhile, Tony Bennett is a wizard of college basketball, has already led Virginia to a national championship, albeit it was a charmed run to the national championship, but has won a national championship, has very much a clear, distinct style, has been able to do very, very good things in the great state of Virginia. So I think that that is important to take a look at. And when it comes down to it as well, I think that something that I always struggle with a little bit in terms of evaluating college basketball as well as taking a look at guys that, that either had a very, very good or a very, very bad end to the season and whether or not that momentum slash lack of momentum is going to be continuing to the next season or not. You take a look at someone like A. Landers Nolly, for example. You may recall a few seasons ago, he had just an absolutely tremendous start to his freshman season at Virginia Tech. He completely stumbled down the stretch and then he went to Memphis, didn't necessarily pan out there. Now he is going to be going to Cincinnati and he just has never necessarily been able to find that freshman form. I think the big guy that I'm taking a look at this season in terms of this is, you may recall South Dakota State when they were really getting things going in the non-conference portion of their schedule last season, they had really good results from Noah Friedel. Noah Friedel was putting up right around, I would say, about 16 or so points per contest, first 13 to 14 games of the season, and then he was nowhere to be seen for the rest of the season, and I think that he played something like three out of the team's last 12 games, something of that nature, and he just is now going to James Madison, and I think that that's a very important case study as to whether or not you can really buy into a guy that he had struggles towards back half of the season and what he's going to be able to do the next season and vice versa. You've got other guys that they had a very, very, shall we say, tepid beginning to the season, but then towards the end of the season, they were really getting a lot of minutes, and then you gauge, okay, is this person going to be able to take that big freshman to sophomore leap? Is that person going to be able to build positive momentum based on what we saw last season? I mean, heck, we're even able to do that with North Carolina. With North Carolina, I recognize they didn't play a lot during the NCAA tournament, but during that national championship game and that final four run, Puff Johnson honestly had his moments with North Carolina 
Carolina. Someone that was very rarely used throughout the season. Three points, two rebounds per contest, but he was able to hold his own for some of those times in which a team really needed him. Is he going to be a guy that is going to be able to give North Carolina, a team that I personally have ranked number one in all of college basketball, a little bit more this season? We shall see. When it comes to a team like I was mentioning the Wisconsin Badgers a little bit earlier, a team that I very much do think is going to be down for this upcoming season, but I really liked what I saw towards back out of the season from someone like a Tyler Wall. If Wisconsin is going to be able to contend this season, I do think that a lot of it is going to be based on how Tyler Wall is able to continue to develop, someone that is really not the master of anything, but is very good at very many sorts of different things, and a guy that during the month of March last season was able to put up 12.5 points, six boards. He was able to even give a little bit more versatility in terms of three-point shooting. Didn't necessarily shoot it great from three-point range, but in November and December, he was only averaging right around nine points per contest. When it came to conference play, he was averaging a little bit closer to like 12 points per game. Those are guys that you want to be watching out for because sometimes it was a little bit of a flash in the pan. Other times, it's a big indicator of how guys are going to be able to expand as well. So I would say keep in mind how guys ended the season. Don't completely right off the beginning of the season, but I do think that someone like a Tyler Wall I mentioned a little bit earlier might be someone to watch out for for Wisconsin, just like Noah Friedel. Very interesting case study, in my opinion, as well. Over there, going from South Dakota to James Madison to do the complete opposite. And when it comes to just these teams in general that are returning a lot of minutes, they're probably ones that you want to be backing a little bit more towards the beginning of the season than the end of the season now. Clearly, not an end-all, be-all. We saw the biggest outliers of outliers last season, Iowa State, a team that had won two games the previous season, both against SWAC opponents, nonetheless, win two games in the NCAA tournament last season, become a top 25 team, become a very solid team in the Big 12. I think that that really speaks to the job that TJ Otzelberger did as the coach of that team, and no question about it, you were able to get some very good defense out of that team, and we just see it from time to time. Someone like a Dennis Case during around Cleveland State, he's going to look to do the same this season at Missouri. They do come along, but I do think that these are very important things to note, and be willing to have a little bit more versatility and be willing to adjust a little bit more with teams that have personnel that is a little bit newer, maybe a new head coach, rather than some of these teams that they are running it back, for lack of a better term, like a Richmond last season. I recognize that they were able to plateau at the end of the season, but they were largely bringing back a lot of the same pieces from the previous season. Maybe you adjust a team like a St. Louis, which this season, they're bringing back a lot of the same pieces from last year. A Dayton, who they've got a lot of the same core from a season ago, rather than St. Bonaventure in that conference, who they literally lose 99.9% of their scoring from last season. They're probably a team that you want to be having a little bit more volatility with. You want to be a little bit more willing to upgrade them slash downgrade them as to what you're seeing from the beginning part of the season and go from there. So hopefully this helped you guys out and hopefully this was some helpful advice. And once again, if there's anything that you want to hear on this podcast, if you've got segment ideas, just a topic in general that you want me to discuss at unit underscore D1 on Twitter, you're able to fire those in. And coming up next, we're going to round up what we saw in college basketball on Tuesday as we got a bad injury out there in the ACC that is going to be affecting a team that I think has a very good chance of finishing number three in that conference. And we saw a couple other transfer moves. We'll round those up next right here on Coast Coast with myself, Greg Eustace, and now a part of the Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> 
Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back here in lovely Las Vegas for Ghosts and Ghosts with myself, Craig Oops Peterson, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. We're riding guest-free today. Hopefully you guys enjoyed what I did in that first segment. I really do mean it when I ask you guys to send me in segment ideas and just anything that you want to hear in general on this podcast. Like I said, at unit underscore 81 on Twitter. If you try to hitting me up by Instagram, I don't use my Instagram very much. I'll check it very, very, very occasionally, but you want to be sending it in via Twitter because I will see it significantly more quickly. But with that said, let's dive into the news and notes that we saw from college basketball on Tuesday. Two-time Ivy League Defensive Player of the Year, Jalen Ganey, someone that transferred to Florida State, he is going to be out for the season. He has been sidelined due to an injury. It looks like it is a knee injury, so you do feel for him. He averaged last season while he was at Brown University. 9.3 points, 6.9 boards, a little bit over a block per contest. Clearly not one of those guys that was going to be much like many Florida State guys and popping a bunch of threes, but also shot 70% from the floor, so... That is going to be a little bit of loss. I don't think that it necessarily downgrades Florida State overly much. I didn't think that Jalen Ganey, by any stretch of the imagination, was going to be going out there and was going to be hanging a double-double night in and night out because the difference between the ACC and the Ivy League is quite substantial, but still, nevertheless, a loss. You feel for the kid, and hopefully he is going to be able to play his last year of college basketball next season, so nothing but the best for him. Zach Fremantle, he has been cleared from suspension. He is rejoining the team for all activities, so his indefinite suspension was literally about a week to a week and a half during the offseason, and this is what I mean when you see indefinite suspensions. Sometimes it leads to a guy like getting kicked off the team. Sometimes it leads to big, giant game suspensions in general. A guy doesn't return for a very long time, and in this case, well, he missed about a week and a half of workouts in September slash October, so not big there. And for Xavier, I do think that Zach Fremantle is a big deal for this team. He, during the 2020-21 season, had 16 points, 9 boards, just under a block per contest, shot right around 32% from threes, a 6'9 combo player. That shrunk to 26% last season, 10.5 points, 6 boards. He was dealing with injuries, and he also had to deal with the fact that Travis Steele was his coach as well, so that was not necessarily too terrific as you saw the team take off when Jonas Hayes was at the helm. Now you bring in a man that has had a lot of success with this program and Sean Miller. I do think the Xavier in for a relatively solid season and if you missed it last week, I did my Big East Conference preview as well with our good friend John Fan who does amazing work over there at Fox Sports but I do think the Xavier in for a solid season. I thought that they were going to be in for one even if Zach Fremantle missed a little bit of the season this year. Clearly, it looks like that is not going to be the case, so that is very good on that front. He did see a couple transfer moves as well. Mostly guys going from the D1 level to the non-D1 level. Micah Schneider, as he was playing at Eastern Illinois last season. Not a massive season for him. He did start a few games for, let's call it what it is, one of the worst teams in college basketball last year with two and a half points per contest. He is going to be going down to Wheaton College. Wheaton College, by the way, a very good D3 university, and I'm always a fan of D3 colleges. Wheaton and UW Oshkosh, I know, have had some nice games in the past, and I'm a UW Oshkosh alum, and he is going to be 
coming in with Connor Bronze, who was at Northeastern a few seasons ago, a six foot nine gentleman that just legitimately never saw the floor. So you wish him absolutely nothing but the best. But do you guys that you didn't think were going to be making too much of an impact? And then Xavier Ball, who was actually a relatively highly touted junior college transfer, just could never get out there on the floor for Lamar last season. A Lamar team that they won as many games against D1 competition as Greg Peterson. He is going to be heading to NC Central, a six foot six, a little bit of a combo player. NC Central has had a lot of success bringing in guys that excelled at the junior college level. We will see if this is the latest for an NC Central team that I think that they're going to be solid out in the MEAC. We were talking about it yesterday with our good friend Riley Davis. Norfolk State is a team that is going to be running that conference, and I do think that Compensate is going to be able to rise up. You bring in someone like Sam Sessions, who was able to put up double figures in the Big Ten, that is going to be able to help them out. But when you're coached by Lavelle Moten, who was, by the way, the AAU coach of John Wall back in the day, he is someone that knows what he is doing, and I do think the ball going to be able to play a role for NC Central, and hopefully this podcast plays a role in being able to make you some money this season. If you've got a question, comment, segment, idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at GNN underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters EM. Maybe it does not matter. As per usual, please just send these into the timeline. The other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. You got six conference previews left. The A-10, the American, Big Ten, Big 12, SEC, and Pac-12. Those are going to be done within the next few weeks. And the American is most likely going to be the one that I am going to be hitting upon next. That should be up in the next few days. And I'll be coming at you guys every single day on this podcast here in the offseason. News and notes of college basketball along with those conference previews once we get in-season picks and analysis on every single game, every single day. So I will chat with you guys once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.